Welcome everyone to another episode of Business Talk. My name is David Shoup and I'm gonna be your fearless leader through our journey together of entrepreneurship and all that it entails. Business Talk is what it sounds like. We're gonna be talking business and the ins and outs of small business ownership. This is the show for the entrepreneur. Whether you aspire to own your own business or already do, you may be looking for help. Maybe you have questions on how to start your new company that you've been dreaming about for years. Maybe you need additional employees but aren't sure how to bring them in. Or you want to make sure that you're building your wealth safely. These are the issues we're going to be tackling together. Because let's face it, as entrepreneurs, this is a stressful journey for us. Many business owners I talk to day in and day out put it all on the line. Some invest their entire life savings into their business and gamble their very livelihood to succeed in their dream. This is definitely not easy. And so if you're going down this road, maybe for the first time, welcome to Business Talk, and I hope it helps. This show is all about the entrepreneurial way of life, plain and simple. We're going to be talking about small business ownership, and I'm going to help you succeed. During our time together, I'm going to be teaching you about how to set up a new business, how to structure an existing one, how to plan for the success of your company, how to hire employees, fund your venture, solicit investors, tell you about all kinds of contracts that you will need to protect yourself, and how to bring in partners into your business, and so much more. I'm also going to be bringing in a whole host of experts as guests to the show that will be sharing with you their expertise in regards to your business. I'll be bringing in CPAs, HR consultants, financial advisors, business coaches, insurance brokers, and a whole host of different kinds of attorneys related to small business ownership that will be here to help you run and operate your small business successfully and more profitably. Before I continue, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about myself for those of you who don't know me. Like I said earlier, my name is David Shoup. I'm a corporate and business attorney, and I help entrepreneurs succeed safely and legally. I grew up around the city of Chicago, and I enlisted in the Marine Corps when I was just 18 years old as an infantryman. After my eight years of military service, I joined my wife in the practice of law. We decided to be entrepreneurs together. We now own and operate two law firms here in Southern California, both based out of the city of Marietta. One is called Shoup Legal. It's an estate planning law firm where we help you plan today for peace of mind tomorrow. And the second is called the Veterans Business Law Group, where we serve the patriotic entrepreneur with all of their small business needs. Guys, I want you to know how you can get in touch with me. If you have any business questions that you would like answered, you can submit your questions to me via email at info at bztalk.net. Let's face it, you got legal questions pertaining to your small business, and I want to answer them for you. Give me your questions at info at bztalk.net. I truly believe that the life of the entrepreneur is a special calling. And we need all the support that we can get because let's face it, the economy of the United States of America is built on the backs of the small business owner. So consider this my token of appreciation and way of teaming up together with you in your journey as an entrepreneur. That is why I created this show. I wish I had something like this when I started my businesses. So during each show together, we're going to talk business so I can help you build successful and profitable small businesses. Today, we have a lot in store for you. Today is going to be all about show me the money, or in other words, diving into how to fund your business. Whether you're just getting started or have been in business for years, you're going to need capital to fund your business. Today, we're going to cover number one, how to determine how much funding you actually need, and number two, going through a number of options available to you to obtain the needed funding, such as bootstrapping or self-funding, discussing the various business loans that are available to you, obtaining investors. How do you go about this monumental task? 
utilizing a newer style of funding called crowdfunding, and finally, how to obtain a business grant that could provide some much-needed capital for your business. Today is going to be action-packed, so don't miss out on a single minute of this valuable content to get the needed capital you need to grow and run your business. Ultimately, I want you to succeed, so let's talk business. Guys, it costs money to start a business. Funding your business is one of the first and arguably most important financial choices most business owners will ever make. How you choose to fund your business, either as a brand new startup or to bring additional capital into the business after it's been operating for years, will affect how you're able to structure and run your company. But for all my startups out there, you need to understand your expenses that you will need to launch successfully your business. Calculating startup costs will help you estimate profits, conduct a break-even analysis, secure loans, attract investors, and save money with good tax deductions. So the first thing you will need to do is to identify your startup expenses, and all my existing entrepreneurs should also go through this exercise as well, because it will help you determine what kind of funding you're going to need to bring into your business, whether it's this year, this quarter, this month, or during the lifetime of the business, you need to calculate what you need. So we are going to start and focus on the startup, though. Okay, So let's go into seeking funding for a new business armed with some information. First, decide what's on your need list and what's on your, eh, it could wait list. Pose the question this way. What is the bare minimum required you need to get your venture off the ground? At the same time, you cannot skimp on the necessities. This will, of course, be a major investment starting your own company. So if, when thinking through your new business venture, you put something on the it can wait list, check with other areas that may be effective that area doesn't go funded. Here are some basic business expenses and questions surrounding them to consider when you're trying to secure funding. The first I want you to consider is your payroll expenses. How many employees do you have? What are you going to be paying them? And how many employees are you going to have in the next six months? Startup businesses don't always stay small for long. So think about how many people you're going to need to start your business really within the first year because they all require compensation to get them going in your company. Okay, So consider how you're going to pay yourself as a founder as well. You need to live too. Next cost that you want to consider is your insurance. Is your business prepared if disaster strikes or if some kind of liability um, you become exposed to? Also, health insurance. Will you be offering health insurance to your employees? There's a number of rules and regulations around that, so you're going to want to make sure you consult with an HR expert regarding that. And how about licenses, permits, and taxes? Doing business costs money, and you want to make sure you won't be running into any legal trouble. How much capital do you need to cover your licenses, permits, and taxes that you can anticipate incurring? The next cost to consider will be your rent and utilities. If you're moving your business into a physical space, make sure you can afford your lease and utility costs to keep things running. And how about your equipment? Do you need computers, phones, machinery, other forms of equipment? Can you rent or lease the equipment? Can you get the equipment used? How much PPE do you need to buy to protect workers and customers during these uncertain times? Next thing to consider is your inventory. Do you have enough raw product to make your business continue to operate? If you don't, should you be investing in more? And how about your advertising? You need to let people know you exist. And this doesn't happen without good advertising and a good website. Perhaps you'll buy social media ads, rent billboards, 
put an ad in the logo magazine, or optimize your website for the best search engine results. All this costs money that you need to plan for in advance. And finally, all the extras. Well, you and your employees need to travel. Are there consultants in your field that you should pay for some advice? We need a lawyer on retainer to handle any type of small business matters, such, such as obtaining a copyright or trademark. Once you have your list of expenses, you can estimate how much they're actually going to cost you. And this process will be different for each expense that you have. Some expenses will have well-defined costs, such as permits and licenses. They tend to have clear, published, obvious costs. You might have to estimate other costs, though, that are less certain, like employee salaries. Look online and talk directly to mentors, vendors, and service providers to see what similar companies have been paying for these kinds of expenses. Once you've identified your business expenses and how much they'll cost you, you should organize your expenses into one-time expenses and monthly expenses. One-time expenses are the initial costs needed to start the business. Buying major equipment, hiring a logo designer, and paying for permits, licenses, and fees are generally considered to be one-time expenses. Monthly expenses, however, include things like salaries, rent, and utility bills. You'll want to count at least one year of monthly expenses, but counting five years is more ideal. So add up your one-time expenses and monthly expenses to get a good picture of how much capital you'll need and when you'll need it. Once you've done all this, you'll have the picture of what kind of funding you need and when you'll need it by. You've just completed step number one. Before we continue, keep in mind there is no right way to fund your business. Whether you're looking to start up funding or to maintain or grow your existing business, you will need funding, but there are a lot of different kinds of funding options available for you. Some types of funding work better for different stages of your business, and sometimes the right answer might be a combination of funding types. The first way to fund your business is the simplest, and this is to fund your business with your own resources. This is known as self-funding or bootstrapping. Self-funding lets you leverage your own financial resources to support your business. Self-funding can come in the form of turning to family and friends for capital, using your saving accounts, or even tapping into your 401k. While self-funding, the good thing here is that you retain complete control of your business, but you take on all the risk yourself. Be careful not to spend more than you can afford, and be especially careful if you choose to tap into retirement accounts early. You might face expensive fees or penalties or damage your ability to retire on time, so you should check your plan's administrator and a personal financial advisor first. If bootstrapping isn't sufficient for you, another option, another good option, is to obtain needed capital by a business loan. If you want to retain complete control of your company but don't have enough funds to start, consider a small business loan. To increase your chances of securing a loan, you should have a business plan expense sheet, and financial projections for the next five years. These tools will give you an idea of how much you'll need to ask for and will help the bank know they're making a smart choice by giving you a loan. Once you have your materials ready, contact banks and credit unions to request a loan. You'll want to compare offers and to get the best possible terms for your loan. But please, make sure you stay safe. There are a lot of shady businesses out there that are looking to take advantage of you. Protect yourself from predatory lenders by looking for warning signs. Some lenders impose unfair and abusive terms on borrowers through deceptive and coercion. Watch out for interest rates that are significantly higher than competitors' rates or fees that are more than 5% of the loan value. Make sure the lender discloses the annual percentage rates and full payment schedule. A lender should never ask you to lie on paperwork or leave signature boxes blank. 
Don't get pressured into taking a loan. Survey your competitors. This is a business, and you need to make sure you get the best possible opportunity, the best available loan for your business. And of course, consult with your financial planners, accountants, and attorneys before signing up for your next loan. If you have trouble getting a traditional business loan, you can look into an SBA guaranteed loan. When a bank thinks your business is too risky to lend money to, the United States Small Business Administration can agree to guarantee your loan. That way, the bank has less risk and is more willing to give your business a loan. The U.S. Small Business Administration helps small businesses get funding by setting guidelines for loans and reducing lender risk. These SBA-backed loans make it easier for small businesses to get the funding they need. There are a number of benefits by uh, going with one of these SBA-guaranteed loans. Number one, there are more competitive terms. The SBA-guaranteed loans generally have rates and fees that are comparable to non-guaranteed loans. Two, the counseling and education that you're going to get. Some, some loans come with continued support to help you start and run your business. And then there's unique benefits with SBA loans as well, such as lower down payments, flexible overhead requirements, and generally speaking, no collateral needed for some of these loans. Now, there are several common types of SBA loans available. You got the 7A loans, 504 loans, and microloans. The 7A loan program is the SBA's most common loan program. It includes financial help for small businesses with special requirements. This is a good option when real estate is a part of a business purchase, but it can also be used for short and long-term working capital, refinancing current business debt, purchasing and installation of machinery and equipment, purchasing furniture, fixtures, and supplies. But keep in mind the maximum loan amount for a 7A loan is $5 million. Key eligibility factors are based on what the business does to receive its income, its credit history, and where the business operates. So what do you need to be eligible for a 7A loan? To be eligible for a 7A loan, you must be operating for profit, be considered a small business as defined by the SBA, be engaged in or proposed to do business in the United States or one of its possessions, be able to demonstrate a need for a loan, use the funds for a sound business purpose, you cannot be delinquent on any existing debt obligations to the United States government, you also also have to be creditworthy and reasonably assure repayment of the loan. However, keep in mind, some businesses may not qualify for a 7A loan. So you want to talk with your lender that offers 7, uh, 7A loans to make sure that you qualify. So what do you need to apply? The contents of the loan application generally vary depending on the size of the loan and the lender's processing method. When you're ready to apply, begin the process by working with your lender to determine which documents they will need from you. So what could you use the 7A loan for? The basic uses for the 7A loan include long and short-term working capital, revolving funds based on the value of existing inventory and receivables, the purchase of equipment, machinery, furniture, fixtures, supplies, and materials, also the purchase of real estate, including land and buildings, the construction of new buildings or renovation of an existing building, and establishing a new business, or assisting in the acquisition, operation, or expansion of an existing business. So what is the 504 loan program? The 504 loan program provides long-term fixed-rate financing for major fixed assets that promote business growth and job creation. The 504 loan is available through only specific SBA-based partners who regulate nonprofit and promote economic development within their communities. The maximum loan amount for a 504 loan is $5.5 million. 
For certain energy projects, however, the 504 loan can be up to $5.5 million per project for up to three projects. Okay? So to be eligible for the 504, you need to operate as a for-profit company in the United States or its possessions, have a tangible net worth of less than $15 million, have an average net income of less than $5 million after your uh, federal income taxes uh, preceding your application. A 504 loan can be used for a range of assets that promote business growth and job creation. These include the purchase or construction of existing buildings or land, new facilities, long-term machinery and equipment, or the improvement or modernization of land, streets, utilities, parking lots, etc. A 504 loan cannot be used for working capital or inventory, consolidating, repaying, or financing debt, or specifically investing in rental real estate. Okay, So it's an SBA product that can be explored, but it does have specific limitations on it. Okay, Another SBA product available to small businesses are known as microloans. Microloans are smaller size loans of up to $50,000 uh, provided through SBA funding intermediaries. To be eligible, each intermediary lender has its own lending and credit requirements. Generally, intermediaries require some type of collateral as well as the personal guarantee of the business owner. So, how can you use the microloan? Microloans can be used for a variety of purposes that help small businesses expand. Use them when you need less than 50000 to rebuild, reopen, repair, enhance, or just basically improve your small businesses. So examples include providing some working capital for the business. You need to buy inventory, supplies, furniture, equipment, etc. If a loan won't work for you or is not something you're interested in, another option for you is to either find a business partner that will help you fund your business and will also assist in the management of the company, or you could get venture capital from investors. Now, this is a huge topic, guys, so we're going to hit the basics here. Investors can give you funding to start your business in the form of venture capital investments. Venture capital is normally offered in exchange for an ownership share and active role in the company. Venture capital investors are going to be interested in two main things. Number one, the value of your business. And number two, what's the return going to be, right? So therefore, before you approach an investment bank or venture capital fund, it's important to know where you stand and basically what you bring to the table, what you offer. Valuations involve complicated math, and many venture capitalists will bring in a professional appraiser to help verify the potential of the startup or the small business. Generally speaking, however, your company's worth has to do with the following factors. Number one, the company's age. Number two, its growth rate. Number three, its management team's experience. Number four, the revenue and cash flow. Number five, the patents and other intellectual property the business holds. And the number of users, if applicable. But before approaching a venture capitalist, do some financial projections to show realistic return on investment. You're asking someone to invest in your business, so you need to make this an attractive offer for them. So in short, prepare to present to a potential investor requires a lot of preparation in order for this to be successful. Like we talked about earlier, you're going to need to know how much you need to raise. So you may know you need to raise money, but are you confident you know how much you need? This number is important for your company's future. The less you raise, the less you need to seed over to a venture capitalist. Venture capitalists will seek to get maximum return on their investment. So before you approach a venture capitalist, determine your total needed amount before considering how much capital you can use immediately and effectively. 
how far along your business is, and how much control you're willing to give up to a new investor. Venture capital differs from traditional financing in a number of important ways. Venture capital typically, number one, focuses on high-growth companies. Number two, invest capital in return for equity rather than debt. This is not a loan. You're getting a partner slash investor in your business. Number three, it takes higher risks in exchange for a potential higher return. And number four, there's a much longer investment horizon than traditional financing. Almost all venture capitalists will, at a minimum, want a seat on the board of directors. So be prepared to give up some portion of control and ownership of your company in exchange for funding. How to prepare for this. So if you've got someone that you want to make a pitch to, you need to be prepared. Before you meet with your venture capitalist, make sure you prepare yourself. Some venture capitalists get thousands of requests for financial assistance each year. So you need to position yourself to define your company's business model and why it's unique and worthy of investment. The key during your presentation is to stick to the facts and keep your pitch concise. Statistics show that an investor spends on average about 3 minutes and 44 seconds reviewing a pitch deck. So treat your initial pitch as step one in a long courtship. According to one expert, you're really trying to paint the big vision, but also provide as much data or as much uh, traction as you can uh, so to make this, again, an appealing investment for your investor. So how much ownership should you be willing to give up uh, to a venture capitalist? The answer to this question depends on a few factors. Okay, so your current ownership structure is a big factor. Slow proprietors seeking funding have a relatively straightforward offer. However, when you have a team of founders plus technical experts, you may want to offer equity to boost morale and keep your team motivated. As a result, there might be less to offer a venture capitalist when it comes time to raise funding. Okay, and let's not forget that a sole proprietor, the, there is no business entity, right? You're basically, you are the business. So it could be time to uh, restructure your business if you're going to try to get um, uh, uh, you know, an investor in your company. So the number of rounds of funding you will also need will greatly determine how much equity to give out. Venture capital funding is often just the first round of investments in your, um, into your business. Down the line, you might approach a different financial institution or need to merge with a competitor. Giving away too much too soon, you'll have less leverage for growth down the line. So be careful. How do you get the venture capital funding? Okay, there's no guaranteed way to get a venture capitalist, but the process generally follows a standard order of basic steps. Your first step is to find the investor. You're looking for individual investors, sometimes called angel investors, or a venture capitalist firm. Be sure to do background research to know if the investor is reputable and has experience working with startup companies like yours. The second step is then you're going to share your business plan with them. The investor will review your business plan to make sure it meets their investing criteria. Most investment firms concentrate on an industry, geographical area, or stage of business development. The next step is then you're going to go through a due diligence review. The investor will look at your company's management team, market, products, services, corporate governance documents, and financial statements. The final step is working out the terms and obtaining the investment. If they want to invest, they're going to want a term sheet put together that describes the terms and conditions for the funds to make an investment. And then once you agree on this uh, term sheet, then you can get the investment. However, you're going to want to make sure that this is not a DIY project that you take on. You will want to work with an experienced 
attorney that can assist you in preparing the needed documents and advising you regarding this complex way to get funding into your business. Okay, There are a number of federal and state regulations to comply with that have serious consequences if not followed exactly. If you're not interested in obtaining a loan or locating a potential investor, another option is to fund your business through something called crowdfunding. Crowdfunding raises funds for a business from a large number of people called crowdfunders. Crowdfunders aren't technically investors, though, because they don't receive a share of ownership in the business and don't expect a financial return on their money. Instead, you're going to give them a gift from your business as a thank you. Often, this is a, a product or something you intend on selling, or perhaps just putting their names in the credits of, of uh, someone who contributed to your business. So this makes crowdfunding a good option for people who want to produce creative works or physical products. Crowdfunding is also popular because it's very low risk for business owners. Not only do you retain full control of your company, but if the plan fails, you're under no obligation to repay the crowdfunders. However, you need, uh, <laughs> you need to have some, some technical savvy here. Uh, you have to go through popular sites such as Kickstarter, for example. So you need to know how to market yourself and be savvy with web content for this option to work. The last option we're going to discuss today is to fund your business through small business grants. Okay, This is an interesting hybrid uh, lending option or, or rather funding option for you. Many governmental entities, corporations, and nonprofits offer money for people to launch or grow small businesses. Some small business grants are open to any small business, while others are targeted to specific demographics like businesses owned by minorities, women, or veterans. The website grants.gov also serves as the largest database for federal grant opportunities. So a main source of grants are governmental grants. Government grants are available for small businesses at the federal, state, and local levels for a variety of different businesses types and circumstances. Okay, Now, there, the next kind of grant is more of an industry-specific grant. Businesses with specific niches or operating in a specific industry can benefit from industry-specific grants. These grants aren't open to all small businesses, though, and so you must be careful. Uh, you need to consider the requirements and eligibility guidelines before applying. So, guys, we have covered a ton of stuff about how to fund your business in our show together today. We talked about how to calculate the funding you're going to need and then went through a number of options you have to obtain this funding. And this applies for the startup and the existing business because you all need capital to grow and build your business. We talked about bootstrapping your business and self-funding your own company and what the business needs to grow. We talked about business loans, particularly SBA loans and the various options available to you there. We talked about how to find an investor and make your business attractive to a particular kind of investor called an angel investor. Another option we discussed uh, is a newer style called crowdfunding. And finally, we discussed a few options available to you for obtaining a grant to assist in funding your business. Guys, this may be confusing. You may have questions. I encourage you to send me your questions via email. If you have any questions about starting your own business or any of the content we discussed today, you can reach me via email at info at bztalk.net. That's info at B is in Bravo, Z is in Zulu, talk.net. Well, I hope this has been helpful for you. Uh, and don't forget, email me your questions. Take care, stay safe, and to all my entrepreneurs out there, good luck building each of your empires. Mm-hmm.